You're not. Who <laughs> will enter at number six? We can talk over the intro. Like we used to do that all the time. Don't you talk over my fucking intro. <laughs> What? The Phoenix Street, the Glamazon! Oh my god! Just the second woman in Rumble history! Are you serious? Every superstar is eligible, but. Really? Kali's the Punjabi playboy! Be gentle! Chivalry is not dead. Welcome back to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. I'm here with Doug and Scumbag Steve. I mean, uh, James Drake. (laughs) Scumbag Steve. You're wearing your hat just like him. No, I'm not. It's backwards now. You said that when it was turned sideways like this. (laughs) Equally shitty and douchey. Listen, if you continue insulting me, my hat will be like Bill Murray's damn hair in Kingpin. There's no telling how to wind up. So, uh, as I tweeted earlier, James Drake is here. Woohoo! Which is awesome. Thank you for coming. You're very welcome. Uh, now I noticed sh- that somebody's not here. Yeah, somebody's not here. Let's call this motherfucker out yeah, right now. That's not now, right. I need to point something out. What? He didn't miss a single episode until like 108 or some shit. He's missed two or three since then. Slacking. Yeah, absolutely slacking. slacking. Especially after he started shit, and then he's not here to back it up. Exactly. Convenient. Yeah, idiot. Uh, he claims that it's something to do with 85, something to do with the highway, some bullshit like that. But I fought Charlotte rush hour traffic and some idiots that can't drive coming through Gaffney and all that good stuff. That's like all here. of I-85. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But I fought all of that and got here almost on time. You were actually earlier than I expected. Well, Scoot, you're a pansy-ass bitch. That's just all there is to it. (laughs) Pansy-ass bitch. This sounds like a feud waiting to happen. Uh, No, it's not a feud waiting to happen. It's It's a feud. It's one-sided. I'm right, he's wrong. (laughs) I'm big, you're small. So what we like to... Talk about why we think he didn't show up, because he's scared of how you owned him on Facebook. Well, that doesn't take much. (laughs) I mean, well, look, his comments were wrong. I mean, just wrong. I don't understand how he can say that Cody deserves better. I mean, (laughs) John Schuyler is absolutely one of the best independent professional wrestlers, not just in the Southeast, but in the nation. That Almost is the world. completely false. You're an idiot too. It's completely false. You're crazy. How? Because we have you in our living room. I said one of. Okay, one of. Way down that list. Well, Plus, I hate that gear he's wearing <coughs> right now. Why? Okay, so gear has to do with his work. Yes. What? Because it's character development. Holy cow. <laughs> no. The, the jacket... If you can even call it that's terrible. So it was terrible when Fit Finley wore it? Two years ago, I got into this. Okay. Two years. Yeah, she don't know. Well, Two years. Uh, fair, you're, you're allowed a pass, but Fit Finley 
is he's legendary. He's extremely well known. You would love extremely to good. He, you would. I've, I gathered from the Finley. And yeah. if if that jacket is good enough for Finley's wife to go up to Skylar and compliment at Ring of Honor in Atlanta, it's good enough for anybody. There you go. It's stupid looking. <laughs> well, I'll, I will give him points for his braid. His braid game is you're fantastic. Starting, you're starting to become like Scoot. <laughs> Except you're here, so you have points over Scoot. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know what? I have major beard envy for Scoot. Why? Because I want a beard. Okay. <laughs> He's got a stellar beard. Okay. So, spray can hair. It's true. Mm-hmm. They do sell that. They do. I don't think it would look as good. And we actually, at highspots.com, have some Eric Young plastic masks that you can hang from your ears and hang down here. It's kind of like a Lance Lube mask, but <laughs> or a Lance Lube beard. All right. But it's plastic, and you can't, like, run your fingers through it or anything. Well, like see, it. that doesn't do me any good. Well, I tried. I want to braid it. I tried. You want to braid your it. beard? Yes. But so you're Scoot. Gonna do the dingle beard like Seamus? Yep. Okay. Scoot, you do, you don't know how wrong you are about John Schuyler. I I'm still stuck on this. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. How you can how you can basically shit on somebody that spent nine years in the business, wrestled on Raw, SmackDown, traveled with NXT for ten solid months, toured Canada, Asia, Europe, got wrestle on TNA, WWE, in the Ring of Honor top prospect tournament. And I don't, how, how is he wrong fit for Cody? How? It, <laughs> All right. You're I, a wrong fit for this podcast. <gasps> I will admit <gasps> if I hadn't seen Skylar Saber a couple months ago, I would have questioned that decision. But after I saw that, I'm like, you know what? Skylar can go with anybody. Skylar can, but better than Skylar Saber was Skylar Case. Yes. Skylar Case was also excellent. I thought it was a lot better than Skylar Saber because there was more story to it and there was a lot more meaning behind it. Fair enough. You know what's terrible? Oh, God, what? Skylar Hollis. Anything <laughs> Hollis is involved in. <laughs> Heinous. You <laughs> Heinous. Listen, no. Drake's sitting here like, oh, my God, I'm on the market. Their interest music is great. <laughs> I heard it. Their great. At RJ Rockers one night, and I started looking for Hollis and Skyler to come in. I was like, "What? Did you wait on someone to announce them at a total combined height of six foot four inches tall?" That's adorable. <laughs> it is. But... It's adorable. No, but if I could have found a microphone, I would have done it. <laughs> um, but no, it's I don't know. But rant over, Scoot. Until I see you face to face, this is over. You piece of shit. <laughs> oh God, it's thrown. Uh, you won't see him until there's a women's match again. Well. At least. Why is that? He, he will only come to PWX when there's a women's match on the card. Why? Because he is he's the a women's... biggest proponent of women's wrestling I've ever met. Well, okay. That's all fine and good. But if the only reason you go to a show is to watch women's wrestling, are you really a wrestling fan? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Now, he does uh, advertise the shows. He just doesn't attend. Like, he tweeted something out today. It was like, if you can get to Shelby, you better. But he's not coming. Well, there's so. enough, I know enough people in Shelby. If he'll show up, I will get a fight started in the parking lot between two women. Will that count? No. 
It might. It, it I don't know. Might. Scoot might show up for that. You know what? Let me find out. <laughs> Anything some, for the stories. There's some. Do. There's some idiots in Shelby. That's true. They really are. Growing up, Airbnb, I mean, you're in Shelby, so you're I'd correct. It. <laughs> Absolutely correct. You'll be there soon enough. So, what is Shelby? Is it like a mill town? Is it like I don't know anything about Shelby? It's it's hard to explain what it is. It started not years ago. It was uh, it was a mill town. I mean, just like every other city, really, in Cleveland County, right? Um, the textile industry was just booming. Right. Absolutely booming. So that's, and it was cheaper than living closer to Charlotte or anything like that. So people just flock there. Now it's starting to be built up and they're trying to be little Charlotte. And it's huh. getting on my, I don't like it. I'm just getting on my nerves. But it's just a little podunk town in North Carolina. Nice. It's the okay. heart of heart of Cleveland County, which is absolutely nothing either. <laughs> but <laughs> it's there. And you have to pass through it to get almost everywhere. Yeah, I work in a town like that, and the kids don't believe us when we're like, yeah, there used to be bowling alleys and movie theaters, mm-hmm. and like people lived here and <coughs> stayed here and never had to go anywhere. They're right. like, what? Well, see, Shelby used to, they didn't have what they have now as far as entertainment value. Like now they have breweries uptown, they have um, a bunch of different, more upscale restaurants, things like that uptown, right. and places people can go hang out and stuff like that. They closed down the one bowling alley they had in town, which broke my heart. Bastards. Being a bowler, I absolutely loved going up there. It was, it's a big part of my childhood and that one little building in Shelby. And every time I pass it, I look at it and start snarling. Oh, but man. they've, by snarling, he means sniffling. Something like that too. <laughs> but they've started really, um, really building the town up, putting a lot of, uh, a lot of different lodging and things like that there. Because it's the home of the American Legion World Series. Ah, okay. And once a year, you almost can't get in or out of Shelby. It's just it's super busy. Hmm. Think of it as the way Charlotte is in uh, CIAA weekend. Okay. Where it's stupid busy. Yeah. Or Wofford College during spring training. Oh, or, God. Yeah. Or not spring training, but training camp. Yeah. Spring training is baseball training. You see how much I care about the <laughs> I mean, Panthers? Piss on them. Um, <laughs> I knew what you meant, but yeah. But that's what it's like in Shelby when the Legion World Series comes to town. Gotcha. And it's it's crazy. But I kind of said, does Spartanburg have anything like that besides Panthers camp? I don't um, think we do. I can't think of anything else where I'm like, man, I can't get through Spartanburg today. What the hell is going on? High school football in certain parts. That's true. And it's that way in Cleveland County, too. High school football may as well be a national holiday. It's true. Here. Around here, it's like life and death. Around around Shelby, Kings Mountain, Gastonia, places like that, you don't run a wrestling show on Fridays in the fall. You just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. If Makes you do, sense. you're shooting yourself in the foot. Because nobody will. Oh, nobody. Wow. I haven't been to a high school game since high school, but. Man, it's it's nuts. I went, Wait, I've been to two, but that's because they were feeding me because I'm a teacher. <laughs> They're like, we're having a district barbecue. I'm like, all right, I'll go eat free barbecue. I don't blame you. Yeah. I'd go. I eat free food anytime it's offered. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm almost 300 pounds. <laughs> Quit looking at me like it, cat. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so hostile. There hasn't been a good fuck you on this show in a long time, so I'm glad that happened. Yeah, you're welcome. That used to be my catchphrase on this show. Oh lord. 
<laughs> no, your catchphrase was "Hey, fuck, fuck you." That's true. <coughs> I didn't have the "Hey" on it. All right, well, Scoot. Hey, fuck you. There you go. <laughs> All right, so should we get wrestling stories or just keep talking about the Carolina? No, fuck wrestling. That shit's awful. Just kidding. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> All right, Drake. What? Would you like to go into your origin? Um, okay, you're using words that don't... How you began. How I began? Yes. Well, how I began was, I guess, a condom busted when my mom <laughs> and dad... We're having relations, and that's how I have. So you're an accident baby? Absolutely, I am. Nice. I'm a birthday baby. <coughs> a birthday baby? Yeah, it was a birthday present. They was tried that an re- Olive Garden and Victoria's Secret? Olive Garden and Victoria's Secrets. Didn't they try to return you? <laughs> they should have. They should have took you to Walmart. Walmart will take anything back. <laughs> anything. I mean, you could fill a bag of diapers up with soil diapers, take them back, and say they were used when I got them, and they take them back. <laughs> That's not wrong. <laughs> I always wonder, like... I've the, rendered her speechless. That doesn't happen often. The lost kids in Walmart, do they just take them in the back room and sell them? Too far, Doug. Too yeah, far. Seriously. Too far. I've discussed too far. this before. Too far. How's it too far? Too far. Inquiring yeah. minds want to know. We actually saw a kid yesterday at Costco who started freaking out all of a sudden because he couldn't find his mom. He's like, Mom! She was like three feet away. She was like, we just couldn't see. <laughs> and she's just standing there laughing, and I was like, ah, that would be me. <laughs> Absolutely. Kids freaking the fuck out, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I guess the way I started is just like any other wrestler. I was a, I was a huge fan growing up. Um, WCW or WWE? Um, or Whichever one would come on television, mainly right. mainly WCW around the house. Yeah, but um, I didn't see WWF as much. Right. So when I did, it meant a little more to me. I was I was a Hulk Hogan fan when I was a kid. I was three quarters of America was. Yep. I thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and absolutely hated the Four Horsemen. As much as that, as much as that sounds silly, looking at the way I wrestle, my look, my gimmick, my everything, I hated, <laughs> hated Ric Flair, hated Arn Anderson, hated Tully Blanchard. This was three, four, five year old Drake. So right. this is not. Oh God, I understand what's going on. This is. Hey, those guys are douches. I don't like them. <laughs> Ric Flair never shuts up. I don't like him. He's and they're associated with him, so I don't like them either. But. The older I got and the more I started really paying attention, Arn was Arn was the one that I would watch the most. Because I mean, it's just there was something about him. He he captured your attention and when he got it, he never let it go. Even when he got into the ring and started wrestling. And then the great Muda came along, and if you see somebody with bright face paint on, spraying mist into the air, as a kid you're like that's got to be the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then he cuts a backflip off the top rope, and you're like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. What in my the life. hell is that? That's awesome. I want to do that. And then your parents look at you like, get down off the couch. You're not trying that. <laughs> but um, I started training right out of high school, uh, 18 years old. A buddy of mine that I was real good friends with in school, he was actually wrestling while he was in school. Okay. And he tried his best to get me to 
start training while I was in school. He tried to get me to lie to my parents and go behind mm-hmm. their back and come to a show. And just it, I never did. Right. I just never did. But at the age of 16 or 17, me and my uh, best friend who lived across the street from me, who actually started wrestling with me, um, he started wrestling as um, Marshall Simmons. He, me and him got somebody's telephone number who was running a show in, where was it? Was it Vail, North Carolina? Where Auction World is? Auction World's in Vail, Kayser, that area. A bunch of backwoods rednecks. Right. But we called this promoter, and he said, sure, y'all can come to the show. Um, have y'all ever been to one before? And we said, yeah, of course. And we said we wanted to start wrestling, wanted to see what it was like. And promoter's name was Will Bradshaw. He, uh, he says, well, what time do I need to pick you up? I'm like, excuse me? 16, 17 years old, he says, what time do I need to pick you up? I've never... No, I don't. What do you mean? He says, I will come to the house, pick you and your friend up, bring you to the show, and y'all can see what it's like. So, me and my buddy are figuring out ways that we can get out of this. So I tell my grandmother, Hey, I'm going up to, uh, I'm going at the Marshall's house. And he tells his mom, Hey, I'm going down to Drake's house. And we meet in the middle at the top of the road at the driveway. Will pulls up, we jump in the truck with him and take off. This is a sitcom waiting to happen. Well, we get the kidnapping waiting to happen. It gets better. We get there, and who's in the ring? George South. Nice. <laughs> George South is in the ring, and he says, "Oh my gosh, where's those kids? Are, are these the kids that want to start wrestling? Are, are these guys? Come here, boys. I'm gonna teach y'all how to do this. I'm gonna teach y'all how to bump. See if you like it." Well, <laughs> the next thirty minutes to an hour is nothing but learning how to bump. And taking body slams. George South is the nicest guy. George South is amazing. The I love the guy. guy. Love the guy. His training on Tuesdays is awesome too. But that day, I believe I took at least 50 to 100 bumps. And I took at least 30, 40 body slams. On the third body slam, my left knee goes out. Ooh. Like gone completely. And instead of stopping, my hard-headed ass got up, fed up, took another one. Fed up and took another one. And then I had baseball practice the next day at school. Ooh. Mm. And I couldn't go out there and tell them, hey, I've blown my knee out wrestling because my parents didn't know where I went. (sighs) Man. But after we was done, George looks at me. He says, kid, I don't want to see you in a ring again because I really don't think you're going to make it. Holy shit. Fast forward 15 years, and he's just the nicest person in the world to me, and just loves my, he loves my work and loves everything about me, apparently. Okay. He talks to me every time he gets around me. But I asked him about that, if he remembered that story, and he said, nope. (laughs) I said, why not? He said, I would never say anything bad. I was like, George, you did. He says, oh, well, that's in the past now. (laughs) <laughs> talking to him is such a good boost for the ego it he is. just calls me pet names the whole time oh and i'm goodness. like i feel so good about myself that's him but after uh after all that went down i got out of high school i got hooked up with a couple of different people i wrestled a match for 
ACCW, which wound up being New Blood Championship Wrestling. I wrestled Wicked, who was David Reimer, and he uh, he said to me, hey, kid, I really like what you can do. Um, we're running a show in Hendersonville in about a month. Would you like to come up and wrestle on it, maybe start training with us and see where it goes? And I said, sure. Well, um, from there, it's just I was training three days a week. It would be Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday before show. But we would get back to the school. we get to school on Tuesday. We'd have to set the ring up. And then we'd train Tuesday. We'd train Thursday. We'd tear the ring down. We had a ring rental on Friday. So we had to go set it up, tear it down, take it to our show on Saturday, set it up, tear it down. And then Sunday, you'd go to his house, set it up for anybody that wanted to work out in it at his house, tear it down, be back at the school on uh, Tuesday to set it up and train. Damn. <laughs> Two solid years. Every week. At what brutal. point did you tell your parents you were doing all of this? When I got out of school, I told them I was doing it. I told them I'm I'm going. That's just all there is to it. That's it. All right. So, like before I got before I got out of school, I would play around with it here and there when I could, and I wouldn't tell them anything. But when I got out of school, I looked at them and said, "I'm just I'm going." And I always got the well, your joints aren't good enough. Something's gonna happen, and you're gonna hurt yourself for good. Yada yada yada. And I told them. No, I'm not. I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof. <laughs> First year in, ACL, PCL, and two meniscus in the left leg, gone. Mm. And have surgery, come back, everything's going good, and then my ex-wife runs a stop sign, and my left leg right above the ankle gets crushed. Ooh. Another year gone. Surgery there, come back, and I can barely walk. And my trainer, promoter, says, you're going to referee for three months. And if I feel like you're moving around well enough then, then you can get back in the ring and wrestle. Okay. But, like, before that, I was the guy that was just, I was a lot bigger than most guys I trained with. Like, I was training with guys like Shay Shea McGrady, who's 135 pounds. Marshall Simmons might have been 170. Kid Chaos was 145, maybe. And that's if he's got sinkers in his pockets. <laughs> um, but... I've eaten sandwiches bigger than all of those people. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. I have socks that's probably bigger than I would. But I was working their style at 230 pounds. I was still flying around the ring. I was doing all the stuff that the cruiserweights were doing just as a bigger guy. And I always relied on my athletic ability to get by. But after I tore my knee up, I was scared to do any of it. Right. So I had to learn to work, and then I tore my ankle up, and I was really scared to do any of it. So I had to learn to work around that too. And honestly, without those two injuries, I wouldn't be where I am today. I really don't think. I think I'd still be relying on just using athletic ability instead of being smart about things. Right. So the psychology is a big deal too. It's a huge deal. It it really is. Um, But it took me forever to learn it. Like It really didn't click. Till about three and a half, four years ago. And I've been doing okay. it 15 years. Yeah. So I spent 11 years spinning my tires. All right. So how do you feel like when Osprey ricochet happens and everybody loses their shit? 
Like, do you think there's enough psychology in that, or do well, you not really I just damn either way because people are entertained, or I just watched Osprey and Dragon Lee, and I was just as entertained as anybody in the world because, good God, what can they not do? Right. But there's still a psychology to it. Um, it's just a different type. Yeah, it really is. Instead of a, hey, um, we're going to make this look like a real legit fight, it's, hey, we're going to do every athletic thing in the world, but the person who outsmarts the other is going to be the one that wins. And a lot of times it's somebody will miss something to get ready to, uh, somebody will miss something to lose. That's just how it winds up. But we asked Osprey, we said, um, so what are y'all doing tonight? He says, a bunch of nonsensical lucha bullshit. <laughs> Which is true. That's exactly what it was. But Jesus Christ, was it impressive. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I'll watch it with the best of them. I, will I tell them that I didn't understand what the hell the story was? Well, absolutely I will. But more power to them. If they can do it and get paid, go do it and get paid. There you go. That's kind of how I feel like. I love the flippy shit, mm-hmm. but I also like like British grappling or brawling yeah. or whatever. The only thing I can think I don't like is slow big guys. Like I don't need a Vader in my life. Now, but I did back in the day when I was a kid. How, a slow big guy. You're gonna have to explain a slow big guy. Um, big show. Big show before he slimmed up. Like old Big Show was fine. Big Show recently has been okay, but like the Big Show I've been watching for the last two years since I got back in, mm. not good. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> but that's just my taste. And I'll say, all right, some people love this, but it's not my thing. I understand. See, I'm okay with a slow big guy as long as said slow big guy hits people extremely freaking hard. Okay. Fair enough. If... If they can make me believe, hey, I'm going in here to really hurt this guy, then psh, I'm all for it. But if they're just slow big guy, like Kali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect the hell out of Kali for being 9 foot 11 and still being able to do it. But if all you can do is a chop to the head and that's that's just it, I don't want anything to do with it. There you go. I mean, I respect everything he does. I love, I love the guy personally. He's hilarious to sit and listen to because his English is <clears throat> horrible. <laughs> so it's just, it's funny to hear him have a conversation because what we've talked about now, yeah, you might have got through the first ten minutes of our conversation in an hour and a half. <laughs> How do you even find clothes if you're nine foot eleven? I don't know, but he's really like seven foot two. Seven but foot he's huge. That's he's huge. still. How do you find clothes if you're that big? I, you have to special order them. Like I saw him at the big time wrestling event in Spartanburg, and he walked through the door, and he went to stand up, and he kept standing up, and then he kept standing up, and then he kept standing up, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. He just goes I'm on. I'm trying forever. to think the tallest guy I've ever seen might be Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Like, been near enough to be like, damn, that's a tall dude. Yeah. And I don't remember how tall he was, well, but. It's, Most of the guys huge. I've been around in my life have been shorter than me, so. Tower was pretty big. He's 6'10. I wasn't here when Tower was here. Yeah. Tower, Tower, Tower. Tower worked, used to From work out of Georgia. CTMD. He worked, he tagged with Chad Wood and worked at SWA. Name sounds familiar. His whole his whole philosophy was just 
like his wrestling philosophy is I'm gonna hit him. If they get back up, I'm gonna hit him again. again. Okay. So yeah, good guy. Yeah. I just he's uh the tower I'm thinking of maybe maybe Uh from American Gladiators. Mm. I missed that show. That was a great show. What was your favorite American Gladiator? Turbo. See, I like the. What was the one with the tennis gun? Turbo was my favorite gun. American Gladiator. Assault. Assault is the is the event you're talking about, and that was my favorite. That was my favorite too. That and Human Wrecking Ball. Nice. Human <laughs> there was actually ball. a show I want to say on TLC a couple of years ago, where it was these guys. I think it was called Human Wrecking Balls. It was like this guy and his brother would just go and fuck shit up, like tear down houses with their bare hands and stuff. I was like. You can't have health insurance, right? No. I mean, you've torn down a door. <laughs> but I didn't do it as a job. <laughs> and I didn't have video documentation saying, hey, I'm fucking my body up. Wait a minute. Why did you tear down a door? You'll know if you listen back to the old podcast. <laughs> well, you know. You may not want to listen to the old podcast because we are even markier than we are now. Piss on Scoot. I'm not listening to him. Why did you tear down a door? <laughs> Scoot. Okay, so at our old apartment. Scoot got stuck in the bathroom because we had one of those sliding doors. And this is the reason it's their old apartment. Yes. yes. It is. So we tried and tried to get that. Somehow the door had come off the hinges in the wall. Mm-hmm. So it stuck. And there was maybe two inches, three, that you could see through it. And I was like. There was enough for Scoot to pull like the shining, here's Johnny in the side. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> we tried everything we could. So, Scoot sticks his foot up on the wall, and subsequently, through the wall, (laughs) trying to get the door open. And I was like, hey, Scoot, move out of the way, because we had a really long bathroom. This is not going to end well. So, I had him just move out of the way, and I just bulldozed through it. Dear God. And we come to find out that door was basically reinforced cardboard. Now, basically, it was. It was like two slabs of cardboard stuck together with more slabs of cardboard. It was shit. Was Doug like, <laughs> couldn't break through it, though. Well, <laughs> I'm not going there. He starts off saying it sounds all badass, and then it's like, eh, it's just cardboard. You couldn't have done it. No, I didn't say that. I was just saying the door was a piece of shit. Yeah, he was. might have been able to do it. He just would have had to put his wheelchair in four-wheel low. <laughs> no, he couldn't have done it. He could have. He couldn't. I would have pushed him through it. He yeah. couldn't have done it. I'd have put a helmet on him and told him to just lean his head forward. I'd have pushed him through it. Absolutely. Have I ever told you about like the competitions we used to have at wheelchair sports camps? You told me about the time that you turned your wheelchair on its side and sat on it and told someone to spin you as fast as they could. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt like hell. <laughs> How drunk were you to turn your... I was totally sober. Was a... I was 14. He was totally sober. And... He was 14. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the south. That means he had enough blood to run one head... But there were no women around, so it's not like I was trying to impress a girl. Doesn't matter. You still only have enough blood to run one head. So anyway, I spun around on my wheel, got dizzy as shit, fell off, had a huge gash on my head for like two months. Um, But no, if you get a bunch of people in wheelchairs together at sports camps, it is the worst thing in the world. They set up all these couches in the lobby of the dorm we were staying in. Please tell me you play The Floor is Lava. No. Damn. But we did play... Which cripple can launch the farthest by running into the couch as hard as they can? Oh my god. Y'all are some fucked up people. There oh was god. also there was a long set of tables set up 
There may have been Doug Shuffleboard played. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need photographic evidence of all of these. There's things. no photographic evidence because oh this was God. before the days of smartphones. This is when everyone still had a flip phone with no camera. Um, what else got played? People the, had cameras, though. They would hide. They would take your. If you got out of your chair, they would take your wheelchair apart. And hide the pieces throughout the building. Um, that's fucked up. That's horrible. So for me, no big deal, because I could just walk on my hands. But for people who actually can't walk, it was shitty as hell. Oh, I guarantee it. They're rolling everywhere. <laughs> it was funny as hell. <laughs> and you done it to people, didn't you? No, I was the one getting Do it not done. Do not lie! I was the one getting it done, too. Because yes. I was a track guy, and track guys get shit on by basketball players in wheelchair sports. Oh, my God. So... Why not tell you about this candy cat? <laughs> he just wants to be on the producing. show. He's a producer. He's a producer. So, yeah. Him and Elvis are the producers. Oh, when we run too long, Jesus they come knock the microphones over. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Hmm? Well, that was a drink can. That wasn't a microphone cat. It was like, I'm just giving you a heads up, bitch. That's how we do it around here. Jesus. Um, road stories? Any oh, crazy Lord. ones? No. Nah. Not really any crazy ones, no, but, like, my road stories have been kind of tame, honestly. Okay. Over 15 years, nothing really stands out as being just stupid. Like, damn, that was dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. None of that. Um, the worst one yet might be Zane Riley, myself, and Tommy Thomas. I despise that son of a gun, but this is before he was... <laughs> This is before he was being an idiot. Um, he was actually managing me at PWF in Hubert, North Carolina. We take off to go to Hubert, and Zane is driving his uh, his girlfriend's car. Well, we're going up the road, and a Dodge Caliber starts sounding like a damn diesel. Oh, That's it never sounds, a good thing. sounds horrible. And then it starts whine, uh, just whining real loud and start losing a little bit of power, so... I look at Zane and say, I think I know what's going on, but I'm not going to speak it into existence, so I'm not saying a word. And he says, yeah, buddy, I think I know too. Damn it. We're going to push it as far as we can. So we get, oh, my gosh, uh, outside of Laurenburg, about two and a half hours into our trip. And then the car just, like, piece by piece, the radio goes out. Uh-oh. Then the radio comes back on, and the speedometer stops. <laughs> speedometer starts back, and we lose dash lights. Um, then we lose radio and dash. Then we lose the air conditioner. <sighs> Gosh. The alternator finally shits the bed. <laughs> and we're calling everybody we can think of to try to come put an alternator on the car. Maybe there's a mobile mechanic or something like that. Well, closest thing we can find is there's a uh, towing company that'll come pick up the car, but it's going to cost us our firstborn child and all kinds of shit to get the Yeah, towing is expensive. Uh, It's ridiculous, especially when they know they got you by the balls. Yeah. So, we're stuck on the side of Highway 74 and, like, don't know what we're going to do. So, we call a fella, and... He's a trainee with Steve Carino, Luke Grimes. We called him, and he's in Wilmington, which is an hour and a half from us. Show starts at 7. It is now 
<laughs> he gets to us, and somehow we make it to the show as the first match is going into the ring. Damn. He was flying. Yeah. But it was the it's the craziest thing I had ever seen. Like we looked at each other dumbfounded and the car just piece by piece is falling apart. <laughs> but honestly, I don't have I don't have many crazy road stories. I've I've been lucky enough to not be a part of anything dumb. That's good. Thank God. <laughs> I know it makes for boring no. Boring talk, but... Nah. No, you're just boring in general. That works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so My any... fiance will tell you the same thing. Uh, crazy match happenings then, since we don't oh, have road shit. stories. Now, that I can give you. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I can give you. Mainly, it's my dumbass calling bumps that I shouldn't call. Um, let's see. Marion, North Carolina. I'm wrestling in an, a rec center. I thought it was the Army. It's the rec center. And it's a four-way dance with myself, Kid Chaos, Myrick Moore, and I think Shay Shay McGrady. I'm not sure. I think it was him. But when I tell you the bump, you'll understand why I just don't – I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I look at Kid Chaos. I say, you do the Destroyer, right? Canadian Destroyer. He says, yep. Yeah. I said, yep, we're doing it from the second rope tonight. Oh, shit. He says, we're what? I said, yeah. So my dumbass goes out there, and we have we have our match. And right near the end of it, right before I'm about to get eliminated, I'm sitting on the second rope, and he pops me. He says, "You sure you ready for this?" I said, "Nope." He said, "We're well, too late to back out now," and goes. <laughs> and I bounce directly off the top of my head and look like a pogo stick. Ugh. I'm Ow. perfectly fine in the ring. Three count, get up, walk to the back, and when I, as soon as I walk through the curtain, my legs go out, my ankles go out. I just fall to the floor, bounce my head on the floor, gave myself another concussion. Damn. And they said I was out for two or three minutes. Whew. I couldn't turn my neck for two days. Whew. Yikes. Stupid. Like, stupid. This is the stuff I was telling you about, about relying on athletic ability yeah. instead of smarts. This is the dumb <laughs> shit. But, um, let's see. Number two. Was in a match, uh, and this was at the National Guard Armory in Marion. Apparently, uh, Marion is bad for you. Apparently, yeah, that's, that's where my ex-wife moved to. Think bye. Um, okay, think bye. She. Uh, <laughs> anyways, we're we're up here in Marion wrestling. It's me, Super Law, and which Grimmett was it? Gosh, I might Earl Grimmett. I think it was. No, maybe I don't know. It was one of the Grimmets, and. If you don't know, the Grimmets are a family of rednecks that wear nothing but overalls and as Junior Grimmett. That's who it was. Junior Grimmett could actually wrestle. But we're working, <laughs> and the finish of the match comes along. Super Law's on the top rope, and I just got slammed in the corner. And I'm looking up at the top like, oh, God, this is bad. Super Law jumps off and hits a missile drop kick onto Junior Grimmett, kicks him across the world, and hits a Dick Togo-style back senton on me. Whew. Super Law weighs 225, 230 pounds. Damn. And all of it, not on my chest where I'm protected, but on my stomach. Oh. Mm. And I shit myself when he landed on me. All right. Three count, no sell, roll out of the ring, straight to the back, straight to the bathroom, and start washing my damn gear out in the sink in the bathroom. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fans started walking in. I looked at him, waved at him. 
kept doing what I was doing. Needless to say, nobody used the bathroom in there for the rest of the night. <laughs> but man, that was that's freaking cr- no, no, thank you. I never want to do that again. Um, so see. I've always been curious on the spike DDTs or the poison Frankenstein or whatever. Yeah, how the hell do you not fuck up your neck? Who says we don't? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's what I always wondered. I'm like, it's, do they just totally destroy themselves, or is there a trick to this? I, good luck. <laughs> good, good luck, luck and hope you good, don't die. Pretty much. That's okay. about the gist Hoping of prayer. Pretty, that's about the gist of it. It's just... <sighs> it's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. You don't know which one you're going to get. Gotcha. It, you're, it's going to hurt. Yeah. There's no stopping that. It's going right. to hurt. It does hurt. Anybody that says wrestling's fake, come try it for a little bit. That's what I keep trying to explain to my children at work. What's <laughs> been your biggest holy fucking shit moment of wrestling? My like biggest... in a good way or a bad way? Up to your interpretation. Oh my god. <laughs> my biggest, Both. My biggest holy fucking shit moment. Let's see. Um, had to be... I've got a few. My first one was wrestling Gunner in Camden, South Carolina in front of 2,200 people. Damn. That was that was kind of nuts. Um, they were super hot, too. But What show was that? It was SWA, oh, okay. um, where I started. And SWA and the Camden Police Department used to get together and run right. three or four shows in Camden a year. Okay. And one of them was Camden Mania. It happened around the same time WrestleMania does. And they promoted the high end out of it all the time. But we never drew less than 1,500, 1,600 people to that building. I don't know how or why, but Camden, South Carolina seems to draw. But, um, yeah, I had never been in front of a crowd that big. Never. And wrestling Gunner, who, ironically enough, when he came back into wrestling after his one of his first trips into the Navy, or not the Navy, the Marines, sorry, he came back off ship. And two days later was in Hendersonville, North Carolina in the armory. And I was in a wrestling ring with him. Wow. And then he's a part of one of my first, holy shit, that's cool moments in front of 2,200 people. And then he's a part of two more in PWX when I got my second singles match in PWX at uh, Escapade against him for the ITV championship and then actually beating him in uh was it hickory yeah hickory actually beating him and seeing the reaction that it got oh man people were so fucking happy it was nuts you have no idea how happy we were it was nuts um being in the ring with al snow that was pretty cool al snow's consummate professional and one of the best wrestling minds you'll ever be around is he still training and stuff? Yeah. What's he doing? Yeah, he's still training and stuff. I believe he's uh, over in England. Okay. He's over in England doing training. I just hadn't seen him like on anything lately. I haven't seen him in any... Well, if you go look up or... pictures, he's in the best shape of his life. I have seen that. At 50. <laughs> so, there's still hope for us old people yet. <laughs> um, let's see, more holy shit moments. Uh, the pop I experienced in New York City this past weekend. I'm not going any further into it. Um, yeah. Go to 
ROHwrestling.com, video on demand, and just get Manhattan Mayhem. Watch it. Yep. That's it. I don't care if you can look up the results or not online. I'm not giving them to you. Watch it. There you go. Um, let's see. How much do they charge for that kind of? I'm not terribly sure, to be honest. Okay. Um, I've never been on the website to look. But I was just curious because I saw all the stuff about it. I'm like, I would really like to watch that and pay money for it. It's it's well worth it. I mean, regardless of how much it costs, if you pay yeah. nine ninety nine for the network mm. and you watch the network, That's then true. like I I still pay for wrestling. I pay for ICW in Scotland. I pay six ninety nine a month for their on demand gimmick, and I can get it for free on the Fight TV app. Right. But I still pay for it, so I can go back as far as I want. Right. But for seven dollars a month, yeah, why not? What was the know. first time you were like? Oh shit! I'm a minor to major celebrity for certain people. Uh, <laughs> see, um, it really didn't start until until right around the time I won my first uh, heavyweight championship with S- uh, SWA in Forest City. That was. Oh, me and Rob Kiljoy had so much heat built up. Oh, my God. It was unreal. Like, I punched his mom in the face. <gasps> his mom's so nice. She is. She is. But she got in She got in the ring at the wrong time. And I was a little pissed off, and she slapped me, and I knocked her the hell out. <laughs> then I had seven people waiting on me outside, talking to the promoter, talking about bring him out here, we'll take care of him, and one of them pulls a knife. Oh, God. Damn. So the promoter comes back inside and says, you're not allowed to leave until everybody's off the premises. So I sat in the locker room until 1230 that night. But Good looking out, at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I started getting messages and things there <coughs> from the smarter fans, the ones that understand that it's, a, that it's entertainment. Right. And they were like, hey, this has got to be the most entertaining thing we've ever seen. And... We really weren't paying attention to you until now, and you—you're cool. We would love to meet you. And then, after that whole story went about a year, and over that year, I started getting more and more notoriety. Started building steam, and then everywhere I went, it seemed like there were fans asking the promoter to come get me during intermission because they wanted to meet me. They wanted to shake my hands, get autographs, things like that. So and this is all within the last three years or so, three maybe four years. Um, but when I got in the PWX and I started and I started wrestling full time with PWX, then things really took off. Um, now it's like I don't I don't understand. I owe PWX a lot. I also owe uh, Flatline Championship Wrestling or Flatline Pro Wrestling out of Augusta. I owe them the world too. Because their production value and the way that they ran things was a step up from some of the stuff that I was working locally. Right. So it prepared me for bigger shows, and I got to work better talent, and I got to work guys that had been there before. Um, and when I got to work with them, they started teaching me how to carry myself. They started teaching me how to how to deal with being a what do you say a minor to major celebrity. <laughs> so. And the more I carried myself that way, the more people started treating me that way. And it was odd how that worked. My son sat beside me at the merch table at the last show at Rise of a Champion. And he was like, 
you're not supposed to be this popular. People, <laughs> people are not supposed to like you this much. I was like, newsflash, kid. I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, that was almost my exact words to him. And he said, not as big a deal as I am. And I said, he's the offspring of a minor major celebrity. He he thinks the sun rises and sets in his ass. So he's just true of all kids. age, though. How old is he? He's 14. Yeah, that's true of every 14 year old I've ever met. He's myself included. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was, um, believe it or not, 14, I was, I was shy. I was, I was shy. God, I was shy. Scared to death of, scared to speak in public. Any of that. I was terrified of it. It just, and it blows my mind now going back and looking at it. All the way up through high school, I was just, I was always terrified. Unless I was at a sporting event. If I was playing baseball, if I was playing softball, if I was bowling, anything like that. I was, I was quiet until I started sports. I don't know why. I just, I didn't really feel like talking to people. I was right. Like, yeah. I got my friends, but other than that, I don't really associate with many more people. Then I got into sports and now you can't shut me up. Yeah. That's, like, that's, damn. I wonder well, what it is about sports that like brings that out. I don't know. But when I got into wrestling, found out that I can get paid to piss people off. Mm-hmm. It's on. Because I'm pretty good at pissing people off. I was going to say, I'm pretty good at that too, but I just get fired for it. I don't get paid. Well, you don't get fired to piss kids off. I don't piss the kids off. I piss my bosses off. Oh. Yeah. Good job. I'm good with the kids and like their parents, but as far as like coworkers and higher ups, that right. kind of thing. Oh, man. Authority, huh? Yeah. People that think that they're more important than they really are. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No, they people can... who I can see through this. Magical plan they have. And I'm yeah. like, you're doing this for yourself, not for anyone else. Absolutely. They're putting yeah. on a facade trying to make it look like mm-hmm. that it's going to benefit you. No, piss on people like I'll that. I'll tell you some stuff off air. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'll oh, work. Oh, man. All right, so I got some questions from a pussy-ass bitch and a former member of the show. Okay, so Scoot and who else? Uh, Derek. <laughs> I hate that words. All right. Favorite indie female wrestler? Favorite indie female wrestler? Yep. Casey Carlisle. Casey Carlisle. Absolutely. Um, She might be one of the best heels around. Not male or female, just best heels. Where is she out of? She is out of North Carolina, I believe. I know that's that's the only place I've seen her is North and South Carolina. She's on the, I want to say she's closer to the middle of the state. Okay. Around that area. But she is so good. She's good. Uh, and then he said, if you didn't want to answer that indie woman, he should look into that. He may not be aware of, but he does know Casey Carlisle. Um, that. any woman see, uh, no, because I believe he's going to, he's going to know about a lot of, them. he knows like 90% of them, I think, but the point. one I'm going to say, keep an eye on. And it's not just because. It's not just because I'm around her a lot. Is uh, Savannah Evans? She's so damn good. She, she is. She's really good. She's getting better. Like every time I see her work. Yeah. Every time I see her wrestle, she's getting so much better. Even it's, as a fan, I agree because the we skies, saw, skies I've seen her like four times. Yeah. And every time the match quality is just higher and higher. I'm like, damn. I got to see her versus Casey Carlisle at nice. Battle Zone Wrestling in uh, Lawrence for their Christmas for Kids show, and. They tore the house down. They really did. Johnny Swinger was sitting beside me, and he said, damn, these girls are bringing it. They're going hard. 
And the finish of the match happened, and Johnny got out of his seat and started giving him a standing ovation. So nice. They've done something right. Yeah. I get really, really upset if I'm at a show like Rise of a Champion, and one guy tried to start a boring during Taylor and Sue. And if I, you pay your money to come to a wrestling show, you are allowed to say whatever you want to say. But if you're going to disrespect me and my sport by chanting boring to something that you paid money to watch, yeah. I cannot be responsible for my response. Exactly. Fuck off. And see, if it had been any other promotion, he probably would have gotten a fuck that guy chant. Yeah. But we were surrounded by children, so we didn't. Absolutely. But. I thought about it. I was like, uh, fuck that guy, Chant. Yeah. Everybody's like, like, right now. We have a 10-year-old behind us. Yeah. Shit. Well, that 10-year-old probably wanted to start a fuck that guy, Chant. <laughs> probably. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't understand it. You ever, like, if you're at a show and there's, like, kids who obviously aren't being parent parented, just yelling bullshit at you? Yeah. You ever fuck with them? Oh, <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I had a kid one time. I was... Walk into the ring, and uh, I was just giving everybody down the road, giving everybody shit. And uh, I walked past uh, one of these kids, and I was in his grill just letting him have it. And when I turned around to walk off, I heard, you ain't shit. <laughs> kid couldn't have been more than nine, ten years old. Yep. I turned around, and I looked at this kid, and I said, excuse me, do you want to say that again? He said, yeah, you ain't shit. So, I went to turn around to walk off, and I Chuck Taylored his ass. <laughs> turn around to walk off, and he started laughing to his friends. I turned around and just screamed at him. <laughs> I just turned around, ah! And he jumped, fell over the chairs, fell into the people behind him. And I said, I might not be, but you were scared. You're grounded. Go to your room. He said, <laughs> and then he sat in his darn mom's lap the whole yep. match. The whole match. Yep. Um, I had another kid, and this was recently at a Warzone show. Um, I was just absolutely going off on the mic. I had a heckler who was trying his best to get over, and that doesn't work well when I've got a mic in my hand. Right. Um, but I'm cutting my promo, going off on said heckler, and this kid starts giving me hell, and I turn around and look at him, and I said, Kid, did your mom not raise you any better? Probably not if that's her, because that's just a terrible-looking human being. He said, You don't talk about my mom like that. Your mama's so ugly, when she cries, tears go down the back of her head. I turned around and looked at him, and with the, the most serious face I could give, I said, Kid, my mom's dead. Oh, I used to use that all the time when people would your mama me. Every single time the kid started crying and left nice he went he went to the bathroom didn't come back out i use that Excellent every word. time in after the show he come up he found me came up to me and apologized <laughs> i am so sorry for your loss sir i didn't mean this i didn't mean to make a joke about your mom and then i showed him a picture of my mom on facebook and said she's alive and well here you go <laughs> lesson learned bitch oh yeah hey, I bet he don't do it again yeah that is always at least not used. to you no <laughs> um it works too <coughs> anytime someone does a your mama and you're like my mom died they're like oh well it bit me in the ass oh recently. shit I'm so sorry um, it bit me in the ass I was, I was in a locker room at UIW and me and Rage Davidson were were talking and he said something and I said I said your mama he said my mama's dead I said yeah mine too he said, no, really. My mom passed away five months ago. Oh, I was shit. like, 
uh, yeah, in open mouth, insert foot. I'm yeah. so sorry. I apologize for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And he said, you didn't know. It's okay. <laughs> and then threatened to whip my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's always what I use. Cause that shit always pissed me off. Oh yeah. Your yeah. mama. One of my, one of my other favorite lines is why don't you act your age and die? Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Keller. <laughs> <laughs> That's visceral. It is, but it works. <laughs> it's visceral. So another great Bob Keller line is, listen, old woman, you're so old, your social security number's one. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, that normally shuts him up. That one's together. old school. It is, but he's old school. He's like 96. Oh, there you go. So uh-huh. his social security number is like three. Point six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right, gosh. so Derek asked, because it's Derek, are the rumors of him and Taylor Swift true? What? I don't know what rumors of you and Taylor Swift there are. The hell? (laughs) What have you been hiding from me? What have I been hiding from myself? I don't have a clue. Um, Well, there's no blank space. Um, Damn. That was smooth as fuck. (laughs) I I don't know. I really don't. Let's Google and find out what these rumors are. Um... <laughs> Shit, I have no clue. Is it Derek is it the, tends to go for those types of questions? Is it the other Drake? Is it Drake the singer? What oh, maybe, maybe there's Drake the singer going on. Derek, you're Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, now Derek has no excuse for not being here because he lives like five minutes away. He just doesn't come anymore. Tell him he's a douche. We have, oh. <laughs> but Derek, you're a douche. Drake what? and Taylor Swift rumors were going around in November of 2016. Um, no. <laughs> Wrong one. Sorry. I don't oh. have that good of a suntan. I was not <laughs> I was not on Degrassi. <laughs> and I'm not Canadian, so fuck off. So I'm a little shocked at your uh, pop culture knowledge. So you don't say a boot? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I throw a boot, but I don't say a boot. You throw a mean boot. Sometimes. Depends on how pissed off I am. Elijah Evans. I tried to put my foot through his face. Please do. I tried. So, All the way. Oh, I'm going just, to. Just. <laughs> absolutely going to. Ugh. So, what Slap do you do? At some bitch. If you're at some show wrestling some guy you don't yeah. really know, and he starts stiffing you, you just stiff back? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> they hit me, I hit them. That's all there is to there it. Hell, I, I didn't know that it was that fake. You hit each other, by God. <laughs> You will not take liberties with me. That will not happen. I learned that real, real early. I had a guy try it. Um, I was young, and he. I used to wrestle at APW in Spartanburg a lot, and he tried to. Um, he just beat my ass. Like I mean, beat my ass for six solid weeks. My trainer said, "You know he's going to do that until you fight back." One day I'd had enough, and uh, he hit the ropes and called something. I didn't know what the hell he called. I clotheslined him in the mouth and fractured his jaw. Oh, God. There you go. And I threw a one uh, a chest kick, and he fed his arm a little bit, and I about broke his arm. He never hit me again. Never. So Good job. <laughs> yeah. Granted, now, he was he was touted as being one of the stiffest workers around, one right. of the stiffest wrestlers around. He, he, would, he would be, like, overly stiff for no reason. 
Right. For about, lack of better terminology. But Just to be an asshole. Pretty much. Until you hit him once or twice. And then it's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, man. Hey. We're going to calm down with this. It's uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, do you have more questions? I'm sure we got more, or we can just Do you want your shit. kid to, to follow your footsteps and go into wrestling? I want my kid to follow in my footsteps as, like, do what he loves. I don't care. I, if he wants to wrestle, I'll teach him. But I will tell him right quick, there's no money in it, hardly, unless you get lucky. It will kill your body, and you will lose a lot more than you will gain. Um, like pounds. Like... No. Come like, on, that was so good. <coughs> was like, so quick. Wrestling almost cost me my family. Okay, well that's not um, fun and funny. It, Mine it, was funny. It also it's almost cost me my life a couple of times. Um it's but I wouldn't trade anything because without wrestling I wouldn't be who I am now. You wouldn't be hanging out in this awesome studio. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the absolute truth. Um but Without wrestling, I just, I wouldn't be where I am, period. That's just, there's no other way to put it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be half as confident in myself or my abilities. I wouldn't be, um, I really wouldn't be a good dad because it's taught me patience and humility if it's taught me nothing else. Because you run across people in all different aspects of life. And uh, when I was younger, I wasn't the best as far as being a being a dad to my son goes, or to either one of them for that matter. I've got a nine year old that I don't get to see often, and but to my fourteen year old, he's got Asperger's, ADHD, and Tourette's. And Fun I didn't combo. I didn't know how to deal with it when I was younger. It was when I was younger. If I started acting up like that, it was slapped upside the head, shut up, sit down, don't act a fool. Yeah. Um. Go outside and play. Run that energy off. Whatever. Yeah. It's a lot more than that. Uh-huh. A lot yeah. more than that. Yeah. But not until I got into wrestling and started seeing how other people deal with it or how adults, like, they function with some of the same things that my son has. And then I start seeing the way that they treated their kids who were the same way. And I was like, you know what? This this might make sense. And now, like, me and my 14-year-old have probably the best relationship we've had in forever. And... I've, I can thank professional wrestling for it. So, there you go. Sorry, got off on a mushy tangent. No, mushy's fine, no. man. Like, I got two questions for you. What? What do you wish you could go back and tell yourself that you know now when you first started in wrestling? Shut your fucking mouth and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Shut heard up. that a lot. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. The more you run your mouth, the more you're going to get your ass whipped, and the harder it's going to be on you. Period. And what's your dream match for you? For me? For you. Oh, man. This is tough. Dead alive, any kind of in-between, any promotion. This is tough. I mean, really tough. I don't want to be cliche and say me versus Arn because, I mean, Arn Anderson is, that's basically my... Biggest inspiration when it comes to wrestling. I was going to say, first time you came out and I saw you, I was like, he's wearing Brain Busters gear. What the fuck? I was like, what? Yes, and Kat was like, who the fuck are the Brain Busters? <laughs> she just got into it. I'm like, don't worry about it. Um, I'm now intrigued. 
right now, like other than Arn, of course, I would have to say it'd be Christopher Daniels. Who He's a hell of a worker. He is like it for me it goes Arn, Muda, Daniels. Okay. Like I followed him the first time I saw him was on uh let's see, was it World Wrestling All Stars that was in Australia? Okay. First time Nathan Jones was on television. First time I saw Loki and AJ Styles. Damn. <clears throat> but I think that was the first time I'd seen him. And I didn't know he had been in ECW and all that good stuff. But it was just, there was something about him. And the more I watched his, the more I watched his work, the more I noticed, well, he does the same stuff every match. He does the same four or five moves every match. He puts them in different places and makes you think. But you look forward to seeing those same four or five moves. Mm-hmm. And he said it best at the ROH tryout seminar. He said, if you watch one of my matches and you've never seen me before, two things. One, I'm going to be entertaining. And yes. two, you're going to see a moonsault. <laughs> that's what people come to see. They want to see me moonsault, so that's what they get. And see, I've been doing a moonsault for... 14 of the 15 years I've been wrestling. But just until recently, have I been hitting said moonsault? I haven't been landing it. I've always missed it. <laughs> but last three or four years or so, I landed on certain individuals when, when I need to. But I was using that philosophy without knowing it. Yeah. But I would, I would love to be in the ring with Christopher Daniels. Love to. Daniels is one of those guys, like, if you saw him out of context, you'd be like, He's not a wrestler. Just, like, ignore him. But then when he gets in the ring and he's coming out, you're just like, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And it's awesome. Absolutely. Um, him and Kazarian, like, I don't know how they aren't dead. <laughs> I mean, they've been doing it for so long and done so much crazy shit. Yeah. Every time I see them, I'm like, ow. Let's let's put it like this. I've been wrestling 15 years. Yeah. Christopher Daniels has been in Ring of Honor for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So... He's been wrestling quite a while. Yeah. And Kazarian, isn't he first PWG champ? I think. So that's at least 12, 13 years for him. It's been a, Kazarian's been around a while. Yeah. Well, that's just in PWG. I don't yeah. know. Outside of that. So. Um, I was never really a Kazarian fan until he started teaming with, um, with Daniels. The addiction is fantastic. Yes. They're one of the tag teams I feel like nobody ever talks about enough. Like oh, yeah. People say best tag teams, Bucks, Hardys, whatever. And I'm like, you know, the addiction hangs with all of those guys every time. Oh, absolutely they do. But, I mean, they're another one of those teams where they're so good that you kind of forget about them. Right. They're, because they're good all the time. Yeah. Like, when you see him come to the ring, you think, "Oh well, it's going to be a good match. No need yeah. to pay that much of a, that much attention." Right. But when you see him work two guys that's or work with two guys that's just not as good as top tier, and they make them look like they're top tier talent, that's when you realize how good they really are. Because Aaron's been wrestling since '98. Whoo! Jesus, a long ass time. It is. Um. All right, so do you still follow WWE and watch wrestling at home and all that stuff, or not really? On occasion. On occasion. Um, yeah, I just... Very rarely am I at home in time to watch anything. Gotcha. What's 
not that there is a specific end goal, but what's one thing you really want to accomplish in your wrestling career before you're like, okay, I can even contemplate calling it quits. I want to work with one of the top companies in America. Period. I I just I want to work for them. If not signed, I want to work for them on a regular basis. And that doesn't necessarily mean WWE because let's face it. I mean, I would if they offered me a job, I would love it. I would take right. it. Yeah. Be. But Who their, but their schedule, yeah, their Terrible. schedule is grueling. It, Even with the grueling. brand split, yeah, it's, it's still like two hundred something days a year. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't but, want to do anything two hundred something days a year unless it's that eat, sleep, breathe, and I would bowl two hundred days a year. <laughs> I don't even I, no. I don't even. I'm gonna do turn my, on bowling on ESPN one day. And Drake's just Drake's gonna, gonna be there be with Pete Weber. I'm gonna be like, well, what see, the fuck? You, well, <laughs> that's absolutely fine too. That's that's another goal in life is I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a pro tournament before my life is over. Um, as far as wrestling goes, working for a top company in America, be it uh, WWE, Ring of Honor, TNA, um, Evolve, whoever. Um, okay. You I can't wanna, be on Shimmer. I'm sorry. Huh? You don't have the right equipment. Two <laughs> inches shorter, I would have. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> shit. I'm so sorry. It's it's become a natural like reaction now to just <laughs> respond that way. Um, I want to wrestle in Europe. I would I would love to wrestle in in Europe for either Watt Culture or ICW. Hmm. I'd like to go to England and wrestle there. I want to slap the other James Drake for stealing my name. Yes. Um, when I was trying to find you on Twitter for the first time after Jesus. we saw you at PWX, I could not find you for like months. Yeah. And then I finally I did. It, well, my Twitter handle is real James Drake. So he, you can't miss me now. <laughs> um, and I want other to, guy. And I want to wrestle in Japan. All right. I used to want to wrestle in Mexico, but yeah. it's been. Interesting down there. <laughs> it has been, and but they've got some really good talent. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I want to go down to that part of the world. <laughs> be yeah. honest. No, I went to Brazil in '07, mm-hmm. and like they warned us before we went. They were like, "Look, you can't leave the village we're gonna live in." You, if you're going out, you need to take a group of at least three. I've heard this that. place is fucking dangerous. I've heard and we're that. like, holy shit, really? I yeah. had a Why cousin are we going here? who worked in some form of military in Mexico for a while. They told his family, do not leave this area. They were like, we've got you tailed and everything. Do not leave this area, though. Oh, yeah. You will be kidnapped and it's, ransomed. It's bad. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. I had a social studies teacher who said that when he lived in uh, when he lived in California, he used to just drive across the border, spend a day, and come back. And he said he couldn't count the times that they would be coming back through, and a cop pull them over and tell them they was going to jail unless they gave them all of the money they had in their pocket. Yeah. So you're getting robbed by the police mm-hmm. in Mexico. No, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't need any part of that in nope. my life. Nope, 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 nope. Now, if CMLL decided they wanted to book me on a show they was running in America, I'm all for 100%. it. 100%. There you go. All for it. Um, do you ever want to do an intergender match, or would you ever do an intergender match? I have multiple times. Would you ever do it again? Yes, absolutely. I need Brian to do an intergender match 
okay. so badly. Why? Because I fucking love them. Why? Because, because, because they're rare. They're nowadays. rare. Unless mm-hmm. it's Candace, you they're don't really good. See and I am so tired of this bullshit where people think that women can't hang with the best in the business, regardless of genitalia. Okay. Now, see, it's it's hard. It's a hard subject because when you... I'm sorry that you get hard fighting women. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it happens, but, you know, to teach their own. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it, if all things are equal... If both the man and woman are the same size, same experience, same weight class, same everything, I'm 110% for it and in agreement that the woman can win. Why? Because I really feel like in her prime, back when she was whipping everybody's ass, Ronda Rousey could beat the men in her weight class. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Even though they may be stronger because, I mean, let's just face it. It's physiology. Human physiology says men Men are going to be stronger than women. Without a woman going and doing hormone therapy uh, and things of that nature. Right. Illegal. Okay, you said it. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but now, if you put Brock Lesnar in the ring with, or in the octagon with Ronda Rousey, even though Ronda may be as good or better a submission fighter than Brock, Brock outweighs her by three of her. True, and there's not much she can do with him. Yeah. That's where the that's where the disconnect is for me. Um, but I've wrestled, I've wrestled women much smaller than me, had really good matches, and I don't see it much different as or much different than me versus Shay Shay McGrady, who's 135 pounds. Yeah, I'm not saying that Shay Shay's a woman or anything like that. <laughs> Just saying, Shay Shay, he's totally calling you a woman. Absolutely. I heard it. I was going to say, Shay Shay should come on the show to defend the fact that he's not a woman. I will slap him when he walks through the door. (laughs) Oh, by the way, before this show ends, Doug is in fact getting chopped (laughs) by the real James Drake. Why? You said, at my birthday, (laughs) Doug said, I would rather take a chop on the show than do this Irish car bomb. And you said, all right then. I am now She's trying to making cash in, sure basically. this happens. Jesus this is my birthday present. <laughs> his presence was your present. Yeah, his presence. Yes. His presence then said, I will do this on air. So this is on air, bitches. Yeah, but. <laughs> Time to pay up. Scoot is not here for me to chop Doug and then tell Scoot, hey, Doug's more of a man than you because you won't do it. Yeah, but it's perfect because he's not here. So it's even better. This has to happen, or you're both getting dick punches. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Th- he can at this leave. point, can at this point, I feel like you just want to touch dick. <laughs> That's not wrong, but... What <laughs> the chop do? <laughs> this is Chop you, City, you're bitch. <laughs> that if you go vulgar with her, oh, she's God. just going to out-vulgar you. I see that. It's true. <laughs> I see that. It's true. Like it's. I can't be out vulgared. Yeah, I've tried many times. You're allowed to. Yeah, that's true. You're allowed but, to. Uh, I'm trying to chop city, bitch. Chop, chop city, <laughs> bitch. Christ. So, other than Hogan, uh, and Arn, like back in the day, 
You said Muda. Mm-hmm. Anybody else stand out for you? Um, yes, I hated the Ultimate Warrior. Hated him. Anyone that him. actually liked wrestling hated Warrior. Um, let's see. Who else did I like? For some reason, I liked Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Don't know why. Have no clue. There was um, something about that gimmick, man. Hated hated Cactus Jack. Loved Terry Funk. Okay. I know. That was kind of how that went back yeah. then. Um, I liked Vader. Okay. Especially when I saw him moonsault the first time. Yeah. Something about Big, Bam Bam Bigelow. Same thing. Hugh Morris. Um. Hugh Morris was, I really liked him because he was super agile to be that yeah. big. Uh, big Boss Man. I liked Big Boss Man. Were you a big kid? Were you like tall? No. I actually didn't start getting big until high school. Hmm. I'm not like my son. My son is 14 years old and he's 5'10", 240 pounds. Damn. Me, I was 5'8", 140 pounds. So you were little. I wasn't big at all. So you were a cruiserweight. <laughs> 10th grade, like 8th grade, I wrestled at 140. Okay. 10th grade, when I went to tryouts and weighed in and then found out it was either wrestling or baseball, I had to choose one of the two. I was 220 pounds. So from 8th grade to 10th grade, I gained 80 pounds. All right. And I also gained two and a half inches in height. So... I didn't. I didn't really get big until I got in the in high school, and then by the time I graduated, I was two twenty five, okay. I think. And a year out of high school, I was two forty five. I found out what food was. Mm. Yeah, food freshman is, fifteen. Food's delicious. It is wonderful. Um, Doug doesn't uh, eat food. Yeah, I'm the he eats pickiest, garbage. Pickiest my, eater on the damn planet. But. I doubt it. You ever met my son? I guarantee your um, son eats better than Doug. I'll tell you, I've worked with kids like your son, and I'm pickier than them most yeah. of the time. It's ridiculous. This young, yeah. this young and finds something he likes, and he'll eat just that for months at a time. Yeah. Doug found something he likes and has been eating it for 30 years. Okay. <laughs> You've been around him for 30 years? Yes. Five things. Bagel. Bagel. Pizza. pizza chicken. Chicken. Pizza bagel. Rum. Rum, yeah. <laughs> Rum okay. and Coke was my first drink, and it's still my favorite drink. Too my first day. drink was moonshine. There you go. <laughs> Peach moonshine. I've been able to sip since I was a small child, so wine or beer, I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think no. my first legal drink was sake, though. Um. Oh, God. Oof. Mine I'm a liquor girl. Sake. Ja- Japanese moonshine. <laughs> Pretty much hot sake, sure. not cold sake. Yeah, hot sake. Like yeah, no hot kerosene. sake. Good cold sake. No, no cold sake is terrible. Yeah, hot sake, fuck you up real fast. <laughs> um, I back don't know. To, Me and two other people finished a kettle in ten minutes. Kept going. I'm German and Irish. Yeah, you have German Irish blood. Though. That doesn't count. <laughs> I'm 99% alcohol anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> German and Irish. No wonder you're constantly... Vulgar. A bitch. <laughs> aggressive. Can drink you under the table. Well, we'll put that to the test one day, maybe. 
after right. the show. Yeah. Well, not after not after tonight's show. I'm getting hounded yeah. now. Um, but going back to my uh, inspirations, believe it or not, I was a big fan of the cruiserweights in WCW. All right, that doesn't surprise me. Now, my favorite cruiserweight or luchador in WCW? Yeah, La Parca. Everyone loves La Parca. The biggest of the luchadors. Yes. He was a, like, stocky dude. He was about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, yeah. He's huge. My second favorite, Silver King. Nice. <laughs> Silver King. Cat, what are you doing? Producing. Yeah, producing Don't hell. fuck with the levels, Sammy. Here, get down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have to say, there is all kinds of sound equipment. Right where the cat was. And Doug, and Doug decided to spray water at the cat. Yep. Yeah. He's trying to set the entire damn apartment on fire. <laughs> no, that, that's me. It'll I'm be the fine. pirate. Well, okay. <laughs> Who's someone that you really enjoy watching work right now? Right now? Yes. Um. Jeez. Martin Stone? Fantastic. So fucking um, good. Let's see. I'm waiting for the rest of the world to realize how good Martin Stone is. I'm waiting is. on WWE to realize what I missed. really selfishly yeah. hope they don't. Like, I hope they do for his sake, but at the same time, for my own personal well, selfish reasons, by, I hope they don't. By realize what they missed, I don't mean, like, sign him and then use him correctly. I mean, I hope he goes on, <laughs> to, be, I hope he goes on to be successful and they look and say, Fuck, we fucked up. Because they had him. Yeah, yeah. I know. They're like, locked in. I know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tracer X. Fantastic. Just because I've known him since he almost broke into business. Ethan Case. Yeah. Also fantastic. I was his first match in the business. Nice. He popped his cherry. I've known him 12 or 13 years. Um, I love watching High Profile, Shea Shea McGrady and Will Demented. The PWX crowd doesn't know who they are yet. Um, but if they see them once. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be mainstays because they're just super fucking entertaining. White Mike, God Almighty! <laughs> I is, love watching White Mike. He is the most entertaining thing I've seen in the past few months. Yes, I White like watching Mike, Timmy Lou Retton too. <sighs> I don't care if you hate him or not. White Mike <laughs> reminds me of Thunder Kitty every time I see him. Yeah, like White Mike and Thunder Kitty would make the most obnoxious baby. Oh, I agree. <laughs> but back to this whole, I enjoy watching Timmy Lou Retton. I enjoy Bleh. watching his work. Hold on. I enjoy watching his work. His choice of fucking attitude lately. Yeah. Can suck a dick. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. I'm going to beat the shit out of Elijah Evans. I'm going to beat the teetotal shit out of the two, like, Broman Reigns goofs that Montana he has with him. Black and somebody. You know what? Tevin Knight is his go. name. What? Rainbows was my favorite incarnation of both of them. Rainbows. Okay. Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Oh my god. But yeah, when they were doing like Rainbows are my favorite. When they were doing the bro gimmick like loser buys beer, she was obsessed That's with them. My shit. I actually that was the WWE was the first show I saw. And I we were sitting way, way, way Top up in the, the nosebleeds. We, we're not in nosebleeds. We're in the nosebleeds for where bowl. we were. Anyway, they could not see us, but I had a sign that said, 
Rain Bros. What did it say? I have a picture of it. <laughs> I gotta find it because I was. I don't so know, but it had a rainbow and sparkles on it. Proud of it. I've got it right here because I just oh redid Jesus all of them. Christ. <laughs> my proudest poster. Roman moment. and Dean are my Rain Bros. Written in rainbow colors with glitter, and I swear to God, they looked up at it. It was the best. And then I saw PWX and said I fucking hate WWE. But still. <laughs> you can't hate WWE. I can hate it in comparison. Why? Because other than the cruiserweights, it's really... Pre- actually, even the cruiserweights have gotten to the point where they're predictable. They're okay. too leashed. They're too reined in. Go to go to a house show. Yeah. That's what I keep telling Go to a house show. The, at the house shows, they get to, they get to take the chains off. Yeah. You got to remember WWE is a television product. I know, they're TV 13, which is why we can't get any intergender matches. Well, you'll have that. I need women and men simultaneously, not mixed tag. Oh my gosh. I need intergender. I mean, Alicia. Ladies and gentlemen, Cedric what she fun. just said is. Everyone has the right to beat the shit out of everyone. She is bi because she wants men and women simultaneously. You're not. I incorrect. am bi. <laughs> he called it fuck I can't make a joke to save my life uh, it's, that's just fact I'm sorry <laughs> my proudest poster moment was I wasn't a WWF guy as a kid I right. was all WCW so my first Raw was when I got back in at yeah. like 24-25 and this one Seth was still full heel and had the shitty blonde half and <laughs> black half Calico cat. So we. The ramen noodles. We were two rows back from the barricade. Shit. Yeah, it did look like ramen noodles. Uh, two rows back from the barricade, and we did Seth as a carpet match the drapes, and it got on television. That's awesome. As he was entering the ring. That is awesome. So, That's good stuff. Yeah. I have screenshots of it somewhere. Yeah. You can't see me. You can see April and Derek, but I'm too short. God. <laughs> of course you're too short. Oh my god, man, that was like going to Raw on the floor seats as a guy in a wheelchair. Stupidest thing I've ever done. You can't see shit. Oh, like, I bet not. Everybody stands up the whole goddamn time. I'm just like, alright, guess I'm gonna watch a Jumbotron. Well, uh, you'll have it. But you know how to fix that? You get a damn wheelchair with monster truck tires. <laughs> you know how you run fix that? Over you them accidentally like, run into people with your chair or until you get they front move. Row. Yeah. Or I pull... The wheelchair card and try to figure out how to get John Cena to get me backstage. Or, uh, Rob, how did you get front row? He paid a shit ton of money. I already asked him. (laughs) Rob, the photographer. Yeah. He was front row at Greensboro Raw when New Day did the time machine. Yeah. And we saw him. We were like, holy shit. We We know him. And, uh, he had his camera and everything. And, uh, yeah. I asked him at one of the shows. I was like, how the fuck did you get front row? He's like, I hurt my bank account. Oh, like, yeah, I right. guarantee you did. Fair enough. He is one of the coolest people. Oh, yeah, he is. Absolutely. One of the coolest is. people. I have serious mustache envy of him. Y'all have fantastic photographers at people. Yeah, you yes. Do. Robert's amazing. John Moses. Moses is amazing. John Moses is on a different level. Yeah. He is unreal good. Like, yeah. and doesn't even try to be good. He and just they're is. both super humble, super nice people. Super like, approachable about yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. PWX in general is like that. Other than a the couple two encounters I've had, yeah. everyone's super nice. 
Oh, it's Drake question time. Right. Your two, your two encounters. I want to hear this. Skyler and Gunner. Skyler and Gunner. Okay, once when again. they were full heel. Oh, oh, oh! That explains it. No, no. There's no there. Okay, and Timmy Lou Retton, but we're not getting into that. We're not again. getting into that. I already have a headache. I cannot. Yes, you do. <laughs> cannot get to that yes, level tonight. I'll explain the Timmy one. And you do the rest. Um, I've heard the Timmy one. I just wanted to hear it again and see her vein pop out in the forehead. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> so much. Like, the level of hate I have for him is like, I would not piss on you if you were on fire. Uh, kind it, of. It's extreme. Kind of hate. It, it's getting there it's with me. It's nuclear like, fucking heat. Like, if I had a flat, hot Diet Mountain Dew in one hand and he's on fire beside me, I would... I would drink it? And piss beside him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I would piss downhill from him. I don't even want the runoff putting his fire out. I want to piss downhill from no, him. No splash damage. No, hell no. Hell no. That's just no that's No it. cow pissing on a flat rock splatter anything. None of it. Cow pissing on a flat rock. You're from the South. You know that phrase. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, Gunner and Skyler were my... And I... Have a feeling Gunner wouldn't have been shitty if Skyler hadn't been shitty, but Skyler was shitty, and Gunner was there. But Gunner did think my necklace was a uh, Christian rock band necklace, and it is not. So he did ask me about that. I was like, "No." Which necklace? This one. This one. My tree of life. He thought was the casting crowns tree. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Okay, so you're a Christian enough to the point that you know casting crowns and think that's my necklace, but you're an asshole to me." So. Good on you. They were taking the gimmick to I'm I don't hold it against Gunner. I a hundred percent hold it against Skylar for being a shitty person to me on numerous occasions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't be a shitty person. Like be your heel character is one thing. Don't be a shitty human. He's not a shitty human. He has been a shitty human to me. You probably You know what it. we're gonna have I to don't do doubt at it, this point. But still We're just gonna have to have Skylar on the show. Yes. At some point. I actually had a super awkward conversation with him last time I saw him, which consisted Didn't of... Didn't you try to talk about dogs with him? Hi. Yeah, and then he... he <laughs> if you saw the face she just made, you would understand why it was super awkward. <laughs> no, that was him. Mine was, hey, how are you? I, I like to rent... Hi. It was him. And then I tried talking to him about dogs because he had a dog collar or dog pictures i don't know there was something where he I clearly he has had a, a dog and yeah he, about or it. was talking about a dog or something so i was trying to have common denominator conversation nope it was super super fucking awkward oh he's about to go face on hollis so maybe he'll get better <laughs> maybe he'll teach me how to do his braid there you go talk to him about braids See yeah how that goes. Do that. ask him who does it for sure skylar who does your braid please tweet me at cut kelpie at blip 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 I, I don't know. Skylar might have the podcast blocked at this point. No. Skylar! <laughs> he gave Come us back! so much shit after Too Close for Comfort. God, what? I hate that Skylar yeah. comes out first, so Hollis's stupid-ass music cuts it off before it can get to the good part of the song. Quit shitting on Hollis's music! I hate Hollis! Yeah, you can hate him all you want to, but I like his music. music. <laughs> I mean, I hate his music because it's his. I don't hate his music because it's his music. But I enjoy Skylar's music. Everybody enjoys Skylar's music. It's Eminem. Yeah, I mean, you really... 
You know, I really, really judge people who are like, I fucking hate M&M. I'm like, why? I don't know. I just do. I hate M&M's. <laughs> All of them or just... or just the American version? <laughs> I don't know. I you don't... know the European versions are just a duller color because they don't put food coloring in it? So it's healthier. That's in general, Europe do- doesn't add additional dyes and food colorings. Think, which so, is why... What I don't believe in that except for the red food dye. Because I've had kids in my classroom who the parents told me red food makes them fucking crazy. And I used it was to hear to- that. It was totally fine until Valentine's Day. And everybody was eating red everything. Everybody was eating red everything. And this kid literally, uh, he could have climbed the wall and stood on the ceiling. And I would have been like, alright, this makes sense right now. Yep. That's and me. then he ran around for like an hour nonstop, just getting in and shit. Then he passed out in a chair for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll take it. He's quiet. <laughs> oh. I'm super sensitive to red. All right. Super no, but the reason they don't add food coloring and dyes is because it is in general healthier because you're not getting anything but the sugars and processed bullshit I mean, it in makes the coloring. Sense. So, like, their gummy candies and their suckers and their M&Ms and everything is colored, but it's not this obnoxiously every bright American color. Every American I know that goes to England is like, the food sucks. And every English person I know that comes over here says the food sucks. Well, if you ever look at, like, what people consider, like, American cuisine in grocery stores in other countries, do you want to know the one thing that is always there? What? Marshmallow fluff. That is consistently considered an American food. That and like ketchup is a consistently considered American thing. That's not food. That, but if you know how, like, if you go to the grocery store now, we have the the Mexican ethnic section, the, section. the ethnic line. American section. I'll say America at the top of it has. It typically has like juices, like Capri Sun and bullshit like that. Right. Marshmallow fluff, like ketchup. Weird. Yeah. That's, Consistently. Like you that's could all they it. have. No, I mean, there are other things in it, but if you look, you will consistently find It's a weird bullshit that only things. Americans would consume. Yeah. Ketchup and marshmallow fluff. Marshmallow fluff will be there nine times out of ten. Oh, all right. my goodness gracious. I, you know too much damn useless truth. <laughs> yeah, I do. You should you, come to do you know with when, Do you know when sliced bread officially became a thing? Um, when Spike Dudley started using it and calling it the acid drop, sliced bread number two with Brian Kendrick? <laughs> no, 1928 in Missouri. And then for two months in 1945, it was banned. Jesus Christ. Here oh. From January to March. <laughs> I, gotta, I married this. I got to do something to stop this. <laughs> What you got? Everyone's surprised me right now. The patio door opened and Hollis just walked in. I'm really glad we got that patio door fixed because otherwise he could have just gone and it would have blown. Sure. Uh, and I doubt his lung capacity is that good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're at an hour and a half. Should we. Uh, fuck no, let's burn talking. this motherfucker to the ground. I mean, we did a three-hour episode once, but nobody listened to it. So. Yeah. I've, I'll be leaving soon. I have a dinner date to get to myself. Aww. So, yeah. 
And um, if I don't get there, then I might not be able to come back to said podcast because I'll be dead. Okay, right. well, we don't so want you dead. let you get to dinner. <laughs> Drake, would you like to plug yourself? Um, sure, you can reach me on uh, on Facebook at uh, James Drake 16 I believe it's Facebook.com backslash James Drake 16 Or you can just search James Drake and look for the guy staring abyss in the face. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, at Real James Drake. And I have an Instagram, but I don't use it much. So, I'm the same way. Yeah. I forget I have it. Yeah, it's not there. Uh, I'm not there enough for it to matter. This weekend, I'll be in Morganton, North Carolina at Big Time Wrestling uh, on the 11th. I'll be at Shelby High School for New Blood Championship Wrestling. And on the 12th, I'll be wrestling at Style Battle in Tampa, nice. Florida. Yep, they've I got me. Style Battle. I'm wrestling John Davis in the first round. Holy shit. Yeah. No shit. Okay. Next week, I have Abyss on Saturday in Columbia. And then the week after that, I have Jeff Cobb in Shelby. Here's uh, you. So we'll, we'll be at the Jeff Cobb one. So my next three large opponents total combined weight is about 875 pounds. So that holy it's, fucking shit moment, they're all about to change. Yes. Hope you get your <laughs> I don't need a damn Wheaties. I got a right foot. That's Kick somebody in the face. Yeah, but you can't Anime say I hope all. you ate your right foot. No. It doesn't that's sound fine. as good. Yeah, well, you're right. You hope they're going to eat his right foot. But, yeah. Um, the 26th is Ode to, Ode to Tradition in Shelby, North Carolina for PWX. 18th is um, Showdown at the Valley for Palmetto Championship Wrestling in Columbia. And then... Everybody knows Style Battle is going to be in Florida, Tampa, Florida at the Orpheum. Awesome. One final question. Yes. If you could name a wrestling show, what would it be? Go. <laughs> like uh, a, I mean, like one. Like one show. One show, one, one event. Yes. Okay. I one, just had to clarify. One event. Um, hell if I know. <laughs> Great um, name. How about, <laughs> how about who booked this shit? <laughs> That's a podcast with Jake Manning and Zane Ryan. Yep. Everybody should listen to it. It's pretty and cool. they bring in a non-fan to watch shitty wrestling. Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. But if if I'm running it, I'm letting somebody else book it. And if it's terrible, it's going to be who booked this shit. All right. Just to it. Sounds there good. You go. <coughs> I always like when they tie the title to whoever's on the show. Yeah. Like when the Young Bucks were somewhere and the title of the show was, this is literally the only available weekend the Young Bucks had. Right. I was like, that's my type of title. That's oh, yeah. fantastic. Um, one of the funniest things I've seen as far as that stuff like that goes, Joey Janela shared a post where he was doing the spring break thing. Um, he runs a big spring break show or whatever. And it's got Earl Hebner. <laughs> and it says, appearing, Earl Hebner, doing a run-in on a ref bump in the main event because we couldn't afford to pay him for a full match. <laughs> nice. And I thought I was going to die. That's awesome. Hilarious. So, so stuff like that pops me. Yeah, yeah. But you mark out for humor. I do a nice. lot of it. Funny, but funny draws money. It's true. It's true. It's very true. All right, Douglas. Where can the people find you? At Oznogard, O Z N O G R D. Are you doing the show stuff, or do I need sure. you? Sure. Okay. Well, hurry up. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> That's Get the hell out. That's two in a show. Two. God damn. <laughs> you can find us at Sad Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, sadpodcast.com. Twitter. Twitter. It's at Sad Podcast everywhere. You can find me at Kat Kelpie, K-A-T-K-E-L-P-I-E, 
on Twitter and Dublin Cat D U B L I N K A T on Instagram. Cat filthy? Is that what you said? Cat Kelpie. Kelpie. It's a water sprite. It's Irish. Fuck you. <laughs> Have a good night, cat, guys. Cat filthy isn't public knowledge. Ha! Yeah, it is. It's pretty. It's <laughs> okay, pretty public. Right. All right. Shalom, motherfuckers. <laughs>